Hey, this is Greener Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh, now part of the Digital Family Podcast. How's it going, guys? So wonderful to have you with us today. Before we get started in the show notes, become part of the Greener Grass family. Opt into our email list. You'll get newsletters from us, any breaking news, more photos and links on our guests. We would love to connect with you more. All right. Oh, we have a bean. Bean, what would you like to say to the listeners? I'm done with my ice cream. You're done with your ice cream? Come say hi. Throw this away. You want me to throw it away? She's got an ice cream mustache, you guys. You guys, she knows how to open and close doors now. It's a whole new, it's a, it's a whole new chapter. What would you like to say to the listeners, Bean? <laughs> hey, don't touch the microphone, please. Did you enjoy your ice cream? <laughs> All right, guys. Today, this is this is Stacy Miller. Um, she she's a sobriety coach. She talks all about her journey, why she's decided to stop drinking, replace drinking. She definitely has a different way of talking about it than just the you know regular path through AA. She she has a different path, and she guides people all over the place, all over the country in in. Uh, in putting in putting alcohol behind them and living a alcohol free life, so um, such such a wonderful interview. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get started. So, hello everyone, greener grass listeners. I am excited to bring to you today, Stacy Miller someone that I met through the network of business that I do every single day. She's a phenomenal person. And as with all people that we meet that are amazing, I started following her, her Instagram, and really watching how she takes on life in a really, really special way. And I feel like this conversation will probably hit home for a lot of people because I think it's something that everyone watches some someone struggle with, um, and that's sobriety. And so Stacy. The fact that you're, and you can correct me if I'm saying it wrong, but a sobriety life coach, really, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself, first of all, like, where are you? What's your family life look like? Give us a little background on who Stacy is. Thanks for having me, Kelly. This is so fun. I love sharing my story and my name is Stacy Miller and I'm from North Carolina. I live right outside of Charlotte and basically I am an intentional wellness, you know, um, sober living coach. I try to really embrace the alcohol-free life and I have a four and a five-year-old and I am very open about alcohol-free living in our home. We just celebrated as a family in May my 10, sorry, I'm going to cry, my 10 years of sobriety just because I think it's important. Um, Actually, just the other day, a woman asked me, what do you tell your kids? She said she tells her kids she's allergic to alcohol. And I told her, you know, that is a great choice for her. If that's what works, that is not what I tell my children. Um, You know, I am very open with alcohol and the personality altering that it does and how it can affect your life. And, um, you know, through my 10 years of sobriety, it has been such a journey. And I'm just so thankful to be here and to be able to, you know, really be loud about alcohol-free living and, That really started back in 2020 when I just, we were all over the internet seeing, you know, the demise of what was happening all around us and really people leaning into alcohol as their coping mechanism. And I'm like, this is going to create a major problem. I have got to 
be loud about the other way of living. And that's really when I started, you know, getting really loud and just really honestly truthful about what alcohol not only does to your body, your hormones, but your life just in general. So Stacy, I just got goosebumps and we talked about how I haven't showered today. So it, <laughs> it doesn't matter that I, that I just have goosebumps everywhere, but I feel like, um, the fact that you're here on your 10 year anniversary, not specifically the date that it's been 10 years. It's incredible. You should be so proud. Um, that's a huge accomplishment. Anyone that can do anything for 10 years, um, and not slip back into old ways or old patterns or old habits. It's a huge, huge deal. And I'd love for you to share like what started you to that path or what led you to that choice. And I think, you know, talking about, and I'm sure you'll, you'll talk about this, but I think that alcohol is such a social thing, a coping mechanism for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I can see you seeing that during pandemic. Like I, I think, you know, being in the direct selling business, scout and seller, like that company like skyrocketed because people were buying wine because everyone was home. And so definitely a coping mechanism, but I also think people use it in social, social aspects Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, partially for coping in a social setting, but then too, just because it's like what everyone's doing. And Mm -hmm. so the fact that you've been able to learn to live and you wanted to learn to live that way, but been able to keep that for 10 years is amazing. So what led you to this huge life choice? Yeah. So if in 2013, do yeah. it. If you want to share that oh, journey. Of course. I think it's so important to tell the whole story, you know? So I will first say I tried many times, um, you know, oh, I'd go a week. And I also have to reiterate, like I was not getting drunk every single night. Um, you know, I would have a glass of wine some nights and go to bed, you know? So I think this is important to understand, but it was definitely creating a wedge in my life. I was married and, you know, through the beginning of 2013, my first husband was, um, in rehab and, you know, because it definitely wasn't my problem. It was his problem. We always want to blame somebody else, you know? So when he went, I started think when he went to rehab, I was like, okay, I'm still drinking. I'm still doing the same thing that I was doing before, you know, um, and probably some things I shouldn't have been doing, but, you know, really it, it, I wasn't feeling any better that he was in rehab when, and I continued to drink. And anyway, when he came back from um, rehab, I thought, you know, I've got to figure out if this marriage is going to work. And really the only way to do that is for me to replace alcohol in my life. I've got to figure out if, I've got to be clear headed. I've got to, and I'm not clear headed um, the day after drinking or, you know, we're celebrating or this or that. So anyway, we had, you know, committed to that. We weren't going to drink, blah, blah, blah. I got, you know, it was very hard, very hard. He started drinking again. I started drinking again. It it didn't work. So anyway, we did separate. And um, I was like, you know what? I want goals. I want to have something to reach for. I want to be clear headed. I'm like, there is more than life than me sitting every night drinking or going places to drink. I think of the time wasted, the time spent, the creating situations around a drink. I started thinking this has got, this has got to stop, you know, um, the money and definitely some 
poor decisions, definitely some blackout situations, you know, spending money, I'd wake up. I mean, I have a painting that's hanging across from me in the dining room night, right now that I bought after a girl's brunch for, you know, $800. And I'm like, get it home two days. I'm like, they call me and I'm like, oh, like your paintings are, like, what are they talking about? I go on my bank account. I'm like, oh my gosh. I get it home to my house. It's massive. You know, they won't take it back to it. It's right. in our home now. But these are just little things like buying things. And, you know, just um, I didn't know who I was. And because all I was was, you know, the party girl, the fun girl. Come to find out later, I in about 30 days after I'd been sober, I sent one of my girlfriends a message. Um, I was starting to just kind of let people know, like, this is where I'm at. And I, and, she, and I was like, Oh, you know, I just want to let you know, I've quit drinking. It was through email. Cause she was one of my friends from college. This is before really social media was super popular. She sent me back a message. She goes, Oh my gosh, thank goodness. You were so annoying when you drank. Here I'm thinking I'm the life of the party. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I think that that personality thing that you mentioned is so like, we think we need it. Yeah. But we don't, you are perfect in every way your personality without alcohol and nine times 9.5 times out of 10 you're better without it you know so so when you made this decision was this part of an overall because I know just from knowing you a little bit that you transformed your yourself too was that part of this like was this part of a health and wellness bigger journey overall or did you becoming sober and starting that help you take on the other things like the fitness the working out like it just absolutely filled over absolutely like my journey I mean obviously once I started once I stopped drinking and really started replacing alcohol I was like what do I do with all the spare time so you know of course I started hiking again like I did that in college I was hiking a lot and walking a lot and you know, um, definitely being more aware of my surrounding, but it was a, it was a process of things like the floodgates just opened with the opportunities of, you know, you know, then finding my, I say the love of my life, you know, my second husband, I'm like, I would not be married to him. Had I not been, you know, not replaced alcohol, like would I have children? Don't know. Would I even be here? Don't know. You know, like the opportunities of being a wellness coach, then, you know, working, you know, um, doing all the things that I do now, there is absolutely no way because I know that because I didn't do any of that before. Nothing. I didn't do, I went to work every day. All of our bills were paid. There was nothing like that. I wasn't like some, you know, tragedy, but it, but it was a tragedy at the same time, you know? So people were like, wait, you're quitting drinking. And then they were, feeling like, well, if she's quitting drinking, like, does that mean I have a problem? I'm like, this doesn't have anything to do with you. You know, this is me wanting to create a life I don't need to escape from. And that is where I was before I was escaping constantly, you know, numbing or celebrating or everything. And I just wanted a life where I didn't, where I just knew what was happening. And now, especially having children, um, I see the importance of that because goodness gracious, I have a four and a five-year-old and I even, I say this to my sister all the time. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what if we were still drinking? There's no way I could do this, you know? Like, so it's, it, yeah, it was, it, it, definitely was a stair step in. And that's what I try to tell people when they replace alcohol. I'm like, it keeps getting better. I promise. 
just keep climbing, just like anything, just keep, just keep going up those stairs and every day is a new opportunity. So for relationships, I mean, as the party girl or possibly the annoying girl, we don't know, we don't know, depending on the person with party girl, stick with party girl. How did those relationships shift and change? Do you feel like your social circles, a lot of them, you realized who your real friends were and a lot of those social circles you aren't in anymore? Or did you realize, did some of those friends come along for the ride? Like, how did it change your relationships? Yeah. So it was interesting too, because as I was getting sober, I was getting divorced. So you make, it's like you, you split, you split everything, including the friends. So, but no, realistically, I live, a lot of my friends lived in Charlotte, which was about 20 minutes away anyway. So we would go into Charlotte a lot. So I, I really did shift my friend group. And I didn't go on a girl's trip for a long time. Like, I'm just going to be honest because I had to protect my sobriety. I liked where my personal growth was going. And for me, like I knew, um, I just told the story the other night, I didn't go on a girl's trip for like eight years. And I mean, that might seem like unheard of to some people, but you know, for me, I had my family, I had um, my, my work, you know, I was very, I mean, I was working for our family business. So I had that. Um, and you know, I was going through a divorce. I was, you know, all that was happening. Then I ended up starting a new relationship. So yeah, you know, a lot of my friends, um, I talked to more of them now, probably like, you know, than I did in the, in the beginning. Um, but I've, I've created new friendships and I've found new friend groups and, um, you know, the beauty of now community of social media, like I have so many friends that live all over the world now, you know, really. And so, I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't kind of lonely because it was, but I knew that it was a personal growth time for me too. That would take me places. I just had to trust the journey. And that is what I kept saying. Trust the journey, Stacey, trust the journey. Like I always say, we don't know why something's happening right now, but we will, you know, we will. I mean, I love the importance of you being loud and sharing because you said like, I was lonely. So I'm just like putting myself in that moment. Like you're getting divorced. You're changing your life that those times and you felt lonely. Those are the times that I think sometimes people go for that. Mm -hmm. And so hearing you on the other side of it, I think, and you being loud about it is so important for people to hear because if they're on that path where, listen, it would make sense. The relationships breaking up, you know, that drinking is part of that you're getting divorced, it, that getting over that hurdle, I think would be the the biggest part of it. So I think it's huge that they can see you as someone who you're up that mountain. You know what I mean? Like you've continued yeah. to climb and seeing the success and how you feel every day, um, I think is something that people need to remember when they're in that moment of changing mm-hmm their world. So I think, you know, I mean, I have family members, we all see someone who we on the outside look and we're like, oh, you know, your story wasn't a tragedy by any means. You said like you have a huge painting that was ridiculous and you spent way too much money on, but there are people that you, you know, I'm sure everyone knows, including myself, who Mm -hmm. their life is turned upside down. They've lost the job, the, the house, like you, and and really for a lot of people, I think um, we can say like someone that's like smart and put together and 
had their had everything mm-hmm. and like it just seems to disappear. I think we all see that. And so we see that piece of it, but you know, the health part of it. So like hormones, like all the things, can you tell us a little bit about what alcohol does to us from a health perspective from, I think we can all understand when you say like that foggy moment or the next day, or you ate a whole pizza that you didn't expect, not speaking experience on that one, but I'll find that DiGiorno that we didn't know we had in the back of the pizza. I'm like, when did we buy that? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we know those moments, but Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that are so key that living a sober life can change from a health benefit? Like what does alcohol really do to our bodies? Definitely. So especially as we age, you know, our hormone health needs to be a top priority. Well, when we are consuming alcohol nightly or, you know, I don't even want to say nightly, let's say three times a week, your alcohol may never be out of your system because your body is trying to process that. And it takes a long time because it is a toxin in your body. There's no healthy alcohol. Um, So basically when that happens, your hormones, certain hormones are being blocked from being released when you sleep, um, which when you don't get good quality sleep, that everything goes. So your sleep is going to automatically be disrupted from that, which means you're not getting that deep sleep, which means your hormones aren't being released, which means you can't burn fat as quickly because your body's still trying to process that. Um, you know, everything from your mouth hygiene to, you know, your skin, It's amazing when you see women, I've got so many clients and women that their skin, they take pictures and then their skin is just rehydrated, you know, 30 days later, the dry skin, things like that. But really when we talk about metabolism, hormone health and fat burn, I mean, it is all totally affected. I also have people that, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I stopped eating at, you know, eight o'clock. So I fasted. I just had a couple glasses of wine. Like, okay, you're not fasting. Um, when you're drinking the sugar spikes within your body, that also really, really affects your, um, cortisol levels and all of that, you know, throughout your system, your blood sugar levels, when they are, you know, we've all woke up with like the night sweats at two or three in the morning after a night of drinking. Well, it's because you're, you know, um, your spikes in your system throughout the night. And that is just wreaking havoc on your body. Um, it's, you know, like I said, it's blocking those hormones. It's blocking that deep quality sleep that we need in order to repair our body every day. So, and also too, like people, you know, they say they're having one glass, but unless you're measuring it out, most of the time it's two. I mean, I used to have one glass and it miraculously was a bottle that fit in one cup. You know what I mean? So, a great cop. I mean, <laughs> you're the, um, you know, just basically the toxins in your body are blocking that those healthy hormones from being released in your body from repairing nightly. And it's prioritizing that to get out of your system. So it's, it's not your body's metabolism as like what is happening. Yes. That makes so much sense. And I think it's so important. I think people have no idea. Um, the people that are working out every single day, eating well, doing all the things, and then they have three glasses of wine before they go to bed, mm-hmm. what that's doing to their overall system. And we're already dehydrated when we wake up. So like, but if we're not drinking, you know, that our body's just working when we sleep, you know, we lose, we burn a lot of calories when we sleep, if we are getting good quality sleep, um, you know, when, if you are a 
active person. Um, but yeah, you know, excuse me, if you're drinking that dehydration, that affects your workout quality, your balance. I talk about like a balance. If you're trying to do workouts, anything, it's all off, which then, you know, risk for injury when you're working out is higher. I mean, it is literally head to toe. There are zero benefits. Okay. I, I love this. I think this is really good information for me too. I definitely, I mean, listen, I will have a call separately for myself, but like, I definitely drink a couple of nights a week, but like even hearing this, um, because I don't, I'm not like a big drinker at all, but I'll have a drink or two a week, but I'm like, I work so hard on all the other things. We just talked about how I didn't take a shower yet this morning. Cause I really want to work out today. And I want to run three or four miles today. And like, why do all of those things if I'm completely messing up the balance of everything, my metabolism, the toxic, like that's, I'm such a person that needs to know all those things. And so I'm sure there are so many people out there that don't even think of it that way right. because they don't think they're foggy and maybe they don't buy the painting or maybe they're not the one that oh, yeah. greasy cups when they, before they go to bed because they drank like, so even a couple drinks here and there can really shift, um, our bodies and what's happening on the daily. So I think that's so, so important. So going into being um, a sobriety coach and really a health and wellness coach overall, because we'll definitely share your information. I'm sure that there are people that know this is something that's important, knows this is something that they want to do in their life, but they Mm -hmm. don't even know how to get started. Mm -hmm. How did it, how did that journey start for you to become that? And then, you know, if someone wanted to find you, we'll obviously yeah. link to your Instagram and things, but what does that process look like? So, you know, I mean, it really is the age old saying of one day at a time, whether you do AA or not, which I did for a little bit, but that wasn't my journey. Um, I also wanted to tell you another thing you can think of is sober for the health of it. That's what I like to tell my clients. Um, it's a great thing to say if you're at a party, like, oh, I'm coming with the power statement coming in like, oh, no, I'm not drinking because I'm really got a big workout or something tomorrow. So anyway, that really is something good that people say sober for the health of it. Um, But in terms of how to start, like it really is like I say, commit, tell somebody about it, have an accountability partner, but know that, you know, it's going to be an up and down road. Um, And so really diving in on that. And when I started, I made, I have a 30 day guided journey with like little videos and a workbook and stuff. And it's all on my website, stacytmiller.com. And actually I have a, it's a resource library. It's free on my website and um, you can just become an intentional wellness member. It's a free membership. It's on there. Everything's in there, the 30 day guided journey, but you can definitely connect with me, you know, through Instagram or Facebook or, um, you know, anywhere and email and we can chat through things. But, you know, basically I always say, have a plan in place, have that replacement plan. Like if you drink, you know, every night, then buy some mocktails, get some things that you can have, make some mocktails. I have a great friend in town. She started a mocktail business and it's great. I even brought some to a couple of events and they're booming. I had a mocktail and munchies party, you know, um, at my house not too long ago and the gals, we had a ball and these are women that were drinking. So really just make it fun because now I do think that the alcohol-free living is 
people are recognizing that, you know, maybe in those couple years of the pandemic, it was a little touch and go. So, you know, I, I just think really saying like, you know, I'm not going to drink and I'm going to see the benefits one day and see how it feels. You don't have to think about the long term. I think that's where people get like, you know, like, I mean, I never thought that I was going to be 10 years sober. Heck, I didn't think I was going to be one month sober. And then when I kept feeling better and I really, that confidence that you gain um, from that and, you know, you may have to say no to some events at first, but you're really in turn saying yes to yourself. Um, that's really what we need to all remember. Like when's the last time you said yes to yourself? And that's kind of where you need to start, you know, that's huge. I, I love it. Okay. Health, what sober to health? What was sober the for, sober for the health of it? Sober for the health of it. Uh-huh. We'll definitely link to your website. Okay. So huge kudos to 10 years. Thank you. 10 years on the other side of it. And this will be a last question. So it's like, I want it to be a powerful one, but 10 years, like, what is the thing that you feel like, I mean, look at who you are now, two kids, amazing husband, me watching like every post that you've made it to 10 years. You just got a tattoo. What, well, maybe we'll post a picture. Of a tattoo. And I'm crying, not because of the tattoo, but I'm just crying because like, I just never thought I would be here. I know. I think it's amazing. And, and you got your sobriety date. So I saw and trust your journey. Cause that's what I've said. I was just telling my neighbors that I think the po- my, one of my posts, I know from back in 2013 on Instagram, one of the first posts I ever did is a thing that says, trust your journey. And that's when I was like, I put it out there that I wasn't drinking anymore. And that was really scary for me. Well, I feel like I love that. I saw you got a tattoo yesterday and we started this today and I was like, what did you get your tattoo of? And And the fact that that date is so important and such an amazing accomplishment. Like, I just, I love the fact that you're here and, and listen, we all, I said, we all know someone, Mm -hmm. um, and I hope and wish for those people that they maybe even listen to this. It's possible. Um, and hear your story and your journey and that you made it through 10 years. It's a huge accomplishment, Stacey. Thank it's you. huge. And the fact that you've dedicated your life to helping others um, see, see it mm-hmm. as a possibility, make those huge changes and celebrate 10 years like you are right now. Definitely. Okay. So that 10 years, like what, what's your big, like, okay, this is, this is who I am now. And what's your big either aha, or just the thing you're most grateful for? Like, what is that thing after 10 years? You've had to have thought about that a lot. So much. So confidence and confidence, and I would say compassion. Um, I feel like prior to sobriety, I was not cold, but definitely more closed-minded, just I didn't even recognize it, you know, and definitely would never have had the confidence to start my own business or, you know, do online sales or coach women. I mean, or post a workout video on social media, like, no, no, you know, so I would definitely say confidence and compassion. Um, Just really recognizing that, you know, there's bumps in the road for people and like, you can have a second chance 
Um, and then the confidence in myself that now I'm able to show my daughter and my son and, um, you know, walking up to my husband and saying like, are you ever going to ask me out? Like I never would have done that, you know, before. So, um, going after, you know, what I want and that's the thing that sobriety does. It opens up a world that you don't even know exists because I sure as heck didn't in my own life. Okay. I thought that was the last question, but I have one more. And I think this is an important one and, and maybe, well, I'll, I'll ask it. And then you can tell me if it's one that you can answer. If there's someone out there listening and they know they have someone in their world, that's probably maybe even really super important to them. Mm -hmm. What is your advice for that person? Because I think from, you know, people that I know, they have to find that themselves. They have to, they have to come to it. And I think as much as we want to help and save the world, and I'm sure this is even the case for you as a coach, like you're doing all the things, but when you see someone choose wrong or start to go down the path that, you know, isn't where they want to be like as a person that has someone in your life, what is your um, advice or recommendation, like, you know, even being someone that at one moment was in that, like, if someone had said to you, like, Stacy, you can't buy an $800 painting and you were tragic yesterday, <laughs> you might not have listened in that moment. Like, what is your advice for people that are in those people's lives? No, I might not have reacted in that moment the way they wanted, but I probably would have heard it. You know what I mean? So I would, I, I might not have listened. I would have heard it. Um, so I think I, I now through sobrieties and like say honesty, like if you see something happening to somebody, especially if you love them, doesn't have to be like a beat down, but it can say like, I'm concerned about your drinking. Um, I, you know, I, I would love to spend time with you, but I'm not going to be able to drink with you anymore. Or, or I'm not, I'm not going to be around you if you're drinking, because these are the things that we might not react. We, or we may react and be like, you know, forget you. You're not my friend anymore, but we're hearing that. And that plants the seed. Um, no, you can't send someone has to find their own path of to sobriety. But I do think that bringing it up in a concerned manner, or, you know, you've done A, B, C, and D showing compassion and concern to that person, but also following through with what you're saying. So like, if I tell you I'm concerned about you, but then I'm getting toe up, you know, like that doesn't really make sense. So, um, I think, you know, if you are genuinely concerned about someone having a real life conversation and then following through in, you know, with the terms that you're kind of talking about are important. And sometimes that could be, you know, separating yourself from that person for a while. And that could be hard. I think that you, I mean, compassion is something you said, confidence and compassion for yourself as the person, but I also think it shows such compassion as an outside Mm -hmm. person to say it honestly, to say it, and it shows love. And I think if that person has love coming at them from other people Mm -hmm. are concerned and showing compassion, then if you're saying they're hearing it, then if they keep hearing that, then Mm -hmm. when they go to make that choice, they're going to know that all these people they have in their space that love them, that are there for it and are ready to be along that journey with them. Definitely. Because sometimes it just takes someone planting that seed. Yes. 
Okay. I loved this. I loved this so much. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Um, One of the reasons I love the business that I do is because I meet amazing, amazing people. And this podcast is all about ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And I think that, I mean, we're, I don't know for any of us are ordinary, right? We're all doing extraordinary things. But I think that the fact that you were able to make this huge leap in this huge transformation and pivot in your world and your life. And that, that that's what you're sharing and spreading out in the world is huge. And you should be so incredibly proud of yourself. I'm so happy to know you as a person. Um, and I'm so excited to bring you to the greener grass listeners. So if you're someone out there that, you know, just one that you learned a little bit of this information on your health and wellness journey, or you're ready to make a pivot um, and make some big changes and shifts. And, you know, I love that you said, use that time for other things that you really actually love yes. in the world. Or if you just know someone and it's not you yourself and hearing today, seeing someone, you know, having a 10 year anniversary of sobriety, but also just hearing that she would have heard it. So the compassion, the love that you can share with that person, but also knowing when you have to step away um, and them feeling you step away. Um, yeah. It's also love and compassion. So I'm just so thankful for you. I appreciate you so much. We'll link to all the things, Stacey. Thank you. Um, but I really appreciate you being here today. Thanks for having me. I hope everyone, you know, anyone can reach out with any questions or comments or anything. That'd be great. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thank you so much, Stacy, for being with us today. Um, it is very illuminating. Um, I hope uh, the listeners get a lot out of it. There's people out there, you might be helping them and not even know it. So thank you so much. We have a Bean here. Bean, what would you like to say? Dressed on. What does that mean? It means you, you could be dressed on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends, uh, please honor us with the five-star rating and review where you get your podcasts. We are a slave to the algorithm. It means a lot. It means other people can find us more organically because of it. Um, please just smash that five stars and opt into our email list so that you get any breaking news from us, all the info, etc. Hi, Bean. She's giving me sweet kisses on the face with her ice cream lips. And if you want to hear the sound of my voice even more, check out The Expecting Aerialist. You don't have to be an aerialist to, to really connect with the podcast. It, it's, it's about motherhood and navigating all the things. Oh, and Digitent Podcasts, bunch of health and wellness podcasts. If you are looking for new ones to fill up your library. Okay, are we done? Yes. Is that it? Yes. All right, my friends. We'll be at, back at you guys with a weekly roundup next week. Um, have an amazing one. We appreciate you. All right, guys. Over and out. This is Greener Grass. Greener Grass.